Welcome to Peaking to Success, the podcast that delves deep into our guest success stories. The highs, the lows, the lessons learned, and if there's any exciting future plans lined up. Talking about future plans, Peaking into Success is proudly supported by Peak Wills and Estate Planning. We're here to support you with any future planning. Long gone are the times of solicitors in suits and ties and dark rooms and outdated practices. We are proud to offer a fresh and dynamic approach to the stuffy old world of wills, changing the way we talk about what happens when we die. But... That's enough talk about death on a podcast introduction. It's time to pass you over to Peeking Into Success host, Mr. Adam Kahn. Whose success are we peeking into this episode, Adam? Thanks, Sam. Today on episode 42 of the podcast, we have on a woman who has played for many clubs of Everton, Doncaster Bowls and her hometown of Leeds, as well as playing for England and now has moved on to create her own company as a mindset and performance coach. We have Chantel Woodhead. Want to know what's happening within Derby's black community? Or perhaps you have a story of your own to share? Then look no further than Majatu, your one-stop source for local African and Caribbean news. With our digital news platform and quarterly print magazine, keep up to date on all of the latest in arts, entertainment, food, sports and more. Find us online at mojatu.com. Hi Chantal, how are we today? I'm okay, thank you Adam, very good. Good, it's good to meet. We met halfway today in Sheffield, so it's good to kind of do it in person as I like to feed off your energy and kind of get the vibe instead of doing it over the screen. So it's good for you to come down today from Leeds. Um for anyone that doesn't know what you kind of do now as well as in the past, do you want to sum up what you do in a nutshell for them? Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you a little introduction. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nice to meet you, Adam. Thank you for inviting me oh, no. to the podcast. Thank you. Um, so my name is Chantal Woodhead, otherwise known as Shani, uh, to a lot of people in the game. I'm an ex-England international and I've won, uh, at the time, all the medals uh, that were available uh, to me to win. So that was the League Cup, the FA Cup and the League. So I did the treble one year. Um, my nickname actually was DBS, <laughs> Dead Ball Specialist. Um, that was given to me by uh, the lovely and the late uh, Julie Chipchase. Yes. Uh, I gave that at Doncaster Bells. Uh, so that's nice. And now I work with elite uh, footballers um, with the mental side of the game, um, maintaining and making champions. That's what I do now. No, that's a nice way of Thank summing you. yourself up. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> um, so, of course, we'll we'll go back to the beginning, and of course, the women's game and you getting into it. How did you originally get into? It? Was it kind of a when you were a child? Did you have to play alongside the boys, or was it kind of you joined a women's team and then worked your way up from there? That's correct. Um, I originally started at Fast Celtic. Uh, when I was about 13 years old, um, just went to Sunday games with my dad. You know, I always had his boots on, which were a size 11. You know, <laughs> and I was only about four. Um, and then went to Farsley Celtic, uh, started there. I think they saw a little bit of potential in me. Um, so I then went to Bradford City. 
I had a, a lot of years at Bradford City, just kind of finding my feet and uh, gaining experience in many five-a-side tournaments. The, you know, I had a good junior set-up, used to take us all over. Uh, we used to take penalties uh, at half-time at Valley Parade. Nice. Um, so I've had a few comments shouted at me, <laughs> uh, you know, back in them days, you know. Um, but uh, very rarely did I miss one, I've got to say. Uh, mm. I think I only missed one once and uh, never again, <laughs> never again. Um, and then from Bradford City, I kind of got, um, without being big-headed, a little bit too good for them and needed to find and go in search of better football. Okay. Um, so I then went to a national uh, league side called Bronte, who was in Shipley in Saltaire. Um, and they, I remember they had, the football pitch was right near the canal and the ball kept going in the canal. <laughs> so me and my dad, uh, we, we usually got our fitness uh, from chasing the ball down the canal <laughs> in them days. Uh, but I don't think it did us any harm. And uh, again, outgrew Bronte in a way. Okay. Uh, where um, a really decisive moment came where two or three of the players who was really quite good had to make a decision maybe to move on uh, to different clubs and a couple of my uh, friends went down to London to Arsenal okay. uh, a couple went to Millwall um, actually a bit random Millwall but <laughs> and, and my option was probably to go with them to London and play for Arsenal um, or play for Doncaster Bells who were in my opinion the best team in the country at that time nice. and um, you know I think my confidence must have been high as well with nine of the 11 players in the England squad and okay. me going there thinking that I could be in there Nice. You know, so when I look back, I think, gosh, I must have been quite confident. <laughs> you know, nine of the you know eleven are in the England squad, and I think I'm getting in that squad. But that, but that's kind of wanting to exceed, isn't it? If you can see, oh, nine of the eleven yes. are there. If I put myself in there, I can push myself up to the next absolutely, level. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, like I said, they were the best team in the country. It was the best decision I made, and I made a. You know, we we had so so much success. Well, it threw me into a world of success and fame. Nice. Yeah. And, and I mean, how many years did you spend at Doncaster Bells? I think it was Bells? about five years I spent in total at Doncaster Bells. And then what was your decision to leave it, of course, then you moved on to Everton? Yeah, that's correct. So um did the treble with them, went on to get my England cap uh, when I was with Doncaster Bells okay. at that time nice. as well. So it was a real peak time of my career when everything was going really well. You know, I was achieving... Um, and um, you know my fitness levels were high and mentally you know I was really on the ball and then um, I think um, I'd been to play for England we know uh, we'll come to later <laughs> in the yeah, uh, we will. story uh, my experience with England but um, you know I did unfortunately my career got ended um, quite earlier than I anticipated and um, you know it's difficult not having a dream because I think when you have a dream uh, it gives you a goal or a name to, to aim for something and I knew at that point then I wasn't going to get back in the England squad I just knew that in my heart and right. I knew that I wasn't in the plans um, or um, I went to Everton then because um, a friend of mine she moved to Everton and we moved together okay. um, and I had five lovely years actually at uh, as a toffee um, <laughs> at Everton uh, you know a real nice set of girls and it was a little bit more light-hearted and uh, you know I enjoyed football for a time but really with no aim to aim for, you know, okay. the motivation there is poor. Because why at that time I'm not even getting paid. And I'm travelling twice a week, three times a week to go play for Everton. You know, so, and... Uh, so were you going from Leeds from to, Leeds a, to oh, Everton? Okay. Yeah, two or three times a week. And, you know, even in my days when I played for Doncaster Bells, I worked for Leeds United Football Club. 
Um, yeah. I was uh, heavily involved there for many years. And the funny thing was, when I actually got my call up for England, um, they wouldn't give me any time off to go to train. And I worked for the football club. And I said, <laughs> I'm going to play for England. Can I have a week off or, or, or whatever? They said, you have to take it out of your holidays. And I said, but Gordon Strachan, because Gordon Strachan used to get the boots for me. Yeah. Um, so Copa Mundial, if he went to Adidas, <laughs> I was like, Gordon, you know, get me some boots. Um, and I said, well, Gordon's gone to play for Scotland. And he hasn't had to take it off his holidays. No. And he's an employee of Leeds United. Yeah. So why am I not? Why am I taking it off my own? It was the way it was. And they didn't acknowledge or they didn't see it as an equal. And uh, therefore it wasn't. But but, uh, but that's how it was in that, them days. So I went to play for Everton for, like I said, five years. Uh, but it kind of fizzled out. And um, I don't really know why. I always said I'd play till I was about 30. And I think I quit just before I was 30. Oh, really? Uh, but I could have gone on more if I'd have had incentive. And yeah. if somebody had put their arm around me and got hold of me. Because you missed a lot of talent there. Somebody missed a treat getting rid of me. But that that's the thing. So, of course, with all the kind of people they have around the club now like all the like psychologists and stuff like that and they're like all the coaches and stuff did no one kind of convince you to stay on and be like oh you've got a couple more years in you or was no. it just like you said I'm thinking so, of retiring yeah. and they were like sure yeah there was no push not really no that's mad isn't no. it and uh you know, I didn't even expect it. That was just my decision. You know, I, I'd had enough. I, you know, I have a lot more things to my life. Actually, my life was never just football. Yeah. You know, I have friends. I have. You know, I enjoy doing other other interests. And so, you know, I was busy, busy lady. <laughs> you know, so if I'm not getting anything out of it, and I'm not going to play for England, and all I'm doing is getting injured. Yeah. And I'm getting injured that much actually that it's affecting me work. But I can't oh. go to work where I get paid. That's mad, isn't it? And it's mad that of That's course crazy. people especially younger people won't understand it, you didn't get paid a single penny no, from your whole pain career. Absolutely love of the game. Absolutely that we played for the love. And that that's yeah. mental that the pay was never there. So did the pay, when did do you know when the pay came in? Uh, it was certainly after my after yeah, my yeah. retired, yeah. Um, I think it went I think Mohammed uh, fired he once brought in at Fulham uh, a couple of players from abroad okay. uh, and started to pay and hoping other clubs would follow suit but actually it didn't happen at that time uh, but it came obviously some I think Arsenal probably were the maybe a big leading club to uh, you know, they're coming all the tracks so, you know what I mean? Yeah. We'd all look a right mess. You know, but at <laughs> Arsenal would be... Anyway, it made us want to beat them more. Yeah, you know, no, We saw all the nice gear. So. So, so, of course, with the women's game from then to now, what do you think are the main couple of factors that have changed? Well, there's uh, uh, so many, isn't there? Yeah. Um, I think, first of all, the facilities uh, that they have um, are amazing and um, just give you such a, a pedestal to go at. You know, with I remember playing for Leeds United, and this really bothered me actually at the time. And we used to train at Thorpe Arch, which is where their training ground is. Okay. And they used to let us play train on the astroturf uh, pitch. And then to the right and the left of us was loads of lovely green grass pitches, and we couldn't play on them, but the boys could. The under fourteen boys, could, <laughs> you know, and the men could train, but the women. And I'd say, well, why can't we play on that lovely grass there? Yeah. Oh no, they won't let the women play. We had to have the astroturf. 
So again, I don't know whys and whatever. Yeah. But the fact is, we were the under fourteen boys could play on the grass, and, and the women couldn't. And so, I think that is heavily unfair. So do you know for your actual games? Was it on AstroTurf or was it on grass? No, main games were on grass. Oh, okay. Yeah, on grass, but just at the training facility when I played for Leeds United. Yeah. Um, you know, um, we, we trained at Thorpe Arch, but okay. only on, we was only given a designated, <laughs> you know, stay in that little area. You, you, yeah. You know, don't much. talk to anyone. Just stay in that area. <laughs> keep yourselves to yourselves, you know. It Did, was kind of like that. What was the like attendance like back um, then? Now. Yeah, Doncaster Bells uh, got quite a, a decent following at okay. their matches. You're talking, I'm only talking a couple of thousand, you know, I'm not talking. But that's still good for yeah, back, back then. Back in them days, uh, and they were one of the more supporter clubs. And okay. then we went down to Arsenal, the cup finals, obviously I played in a few cup finals. Uh, so, you know, at bigger stadiums. Yeah. So we get, you know, obviously more thousand, it's over 10, 15,000 for a, maybe a, a, an FA Cup final. Which is good. Yeah. And I mean, with them amount of numbers, you'd assume that there will be some scope to at least pay you some incentive to of course yeah, stay on. Yeah. But there never was. You know, and I don't think it were ever thought about either. You know, we all loved football. Yeah. You know, I played for Doncaster. These were salt of the earth girls, you know, coming from pit families. You know, we just yeah, dusted yeah. down and got on with it. You know, we weren't bothered about money. We didn't play a match and win and go, right, we want rewarding for that. Our reward was what we had, yeah. You know, for the for the we, the enjoyment of the game, and you know, looking back, like I said, it was never at the forefront of anybody's mind. Football was no, not money. Football was, it's, it's, it was never about money. Whereas for the some of the women now, of course, they're transferring to go abroad and to bigger clubs yeah. for the money yeah. because I feel like. I think the transfer fee for a woman now is 500000 Yeah, yeah, absolute massive changes. But, but then, of course, the money they're getting paid abroad and everything, people are going for the money, which is a shame, is, of course, the football then sometimes is decreased. Yeah, yeah. And the level of play. So, I mean, probably you guys playing for the passion. Yeah. You probably played better football yeah. and played to your ability because you wanted to play. Absolutely, and you know, if the manager said he wanted this or come on, let's let's get a couple of goals, you know, nobody was on a, a certain amount per goal. Yeah, he wanted to do it for Paul Edmonds, our manager. You know, what I mean, that gives yeah. us more pleasure than five hundred pounds. <laughs> you know, I'm not bothered about five hundred pounds. Um, but no, it was just not the focal point. So uh, obviously, uh, things have changed. Um, the women are getting paid. The, the men are probably getting paid a, uh, too much. Yeah, yeah uh, true. Where sometimes, you know, I do believe money is the root of all evil. And uh, sometimes, you know, we can get a little bit ahead of ourselves and money can be a game changer. And uh, I'm not a fan of money particularly. You no. know, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of people and uh, values. 100%. And, uh, you know, being authentic and being real and choosing a club on uh, your heart this rather is than it. the money. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Imagine I go back 10, 15 years, even in the men's game, a lot of people like one club. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, it stands for not this, a lot, I don't think. No, nah, it's uh, you, you show a check, mm-hmm. and I don't even think the players understand how much they get yeah. taxed. Yeah. But they're just like, yeah, I'll go because it's that amount. And like all of the men going to Saudi Arabia now, I can see to follow suit. Yeah. That there's going to be 
someone else that's trying to outdo them. Sure. But again, it's about priorities. And if money is your priority, then that's fine. That's your choice to to go for that. Yeah. And hopefully you will be happy in your football, you know, and that's what you want. Uh, But let's hope you don't make a choice to go for money and you're unhappy. This is it. This is it. Um, And the family life as well, that goes with it. That's why I do support people off the the field, you know, you know, with other things. You know, I don't do things for them. Because I'm not a PA, you know. Because uh, you know, I had. To, uh, let's say we, you text someone who says, "Well, you know, every time I go home, there's there's cameras there." You know, well, what do you expect? You're a top footballer. This is it. You know, and don't see that as a negative. You know, I'm thinking, God, I've made it. You know, somebody's waiting for me. Now yeah. you either deal with that in a way where you put your head down and hide under a, under a sheet and run into your house, or you acknowledge them and you say, "Do you want the scum?" <laughs> you know, and you make friends with them, and you, you, it, like it doesn't, you know, bother you. Um, and that's how you can be right with people, you yes. know, or not. And then they might say, well, or we, if it's bothering you, can, we can maybe get them back. Or I might say, I'd move out if there's something going on for a couple of months and come back. Yeah. Um, oh, well, can you sort that out? No, I can't sort it out. <laughs> I'm not your peer. I'm just telling you these are the options that you've got. Yeah, you're you're more like. The director, kind like of, you're, yeah. you're kind of just giving him that shoulder, Guidance, and kind of, yeah. yeah, and options, and uh, you know, but ultimately they will make that decision. It's 100%. not me who's telling. Yeah, I'm giving you a, a, a kind of just again chatting to look at the options that are available to you and what might be best for you going forwards. Yeah, that's so. Nice. You know, if you're not playing well at the moment, or I can try and revive a player who's, you know, I always got sent the bad boys if you like or bad <laughs> girls the ones that, that were rebelling yes because i generally could sort them out where nobody else could you know they could get through to them you know they could just find something you know to relate and once i've got you i, I can do loads with you but if i can't reach you uh when i'm talking to you there's pointless as a coach you know so they always send me tend to send me the bad ones who are maybe slacking off or heads down a little bit not yeah. playing right well and it's my job to try and find out actually why what is going on here and why are we not fulfilling to what you can actually do is That's it because true. you're not bothered uh, no i'm really bothered okay then well why are we not doing this that and the other and scoring another 10 goals a season when you know you can mm. you know I'm, not, I'm just not that bothered well do you think you should be you are yeah. a footballer well yeah how much more money are you going to get for a goal £300. Right, and I think it's worthwhile. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so what do we need to do to get you more goals as a centre forward? You know, what's your ratio? Where are you scoring your goals from? What positions do we need to get in that you're good at? Where are your super strengths? Yeah. You know, so we can find that out. Right, let's try and do that. Oh, I don't like this, and so and so's playing. Right, well, next time, go up against him again. Again, yes. and this time think that you know it's not even a problem to you because right now we're focusing on him and he's got nothing to do with price of fish. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, you talking about this is what is the reason that it's called on your feet? Is there a reason behind yeah, because, it? Because um, I was always told to stay on my feet. Oh, okay. So I was always on the floor, <laughs> <laughs> and the, the manager would say, "Listen, Janet, stay on your feet. Don't go to ground." Else yeah. you're out of the game. That makes sense. And if you're out of the game, we're finished. Well, we're finished. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Somebody's going to either jump past us and go score because we've put ourselves out. So I don't want us to be on the floor. We need to, in football and in life, we need to stay on our feet. 
Yeah, that's and nice. that's the reason for the name because it was relevant and also like I said I just I'm not all about football I'm about life yeah you know I'm trying to navigate players through life and life challenges and life pressures whether that's and mm -hmm. there is a lot off the field fears yeah 100% you know the biggest fear of a football is probably to not be one yeah true that's you know, true if I say what's your biggest fear to not be a footballer it, yeah, it's all that kind of pressure from yeah. early on to kind of, you've got to do it, you've got to do the next thing, you've got to get yeah. to the next level, next level, next level, yeah. whereas when they're left to their own devices, yeah. that's when their performances and the actual level and their mindset drops, exactly. I assume. Exactly. And strong mind, strong performance. Yeah. So it's all about getting into that mind, finding what they're thinking. Making sure if it's correct or not, what they're thinking, because yeah, often yeah. it isn't. You know, I can't kick with my left foot. Well, actually, you can. You, you just need to train uh, it. Yeah. Oh, you're not very good at this. Well, what do we need to do to be good at that? Yeah, true. So any negative that come with, we're obviously changing that to a positive and trying to sort the problem out together. 100%. And I mean, with how you talk and how you try to help get the best out of people, would you go into kind of... A coaching role is how you talk and how you're yeah. trying to bring the best out of people is especially at that kind of under 18s under 21s level where it's like make or break yeah how you talk and how you kind of go about it and try and help people elevate themselves would be key to any club i think um you're right in that um i could probably make an impact in yeah. many things whether that be coaching whether that be uh, commentating, you know, anything in football. And I never fancied it. I never okay. fancied coaching. I, I love my Sunday dinners. <laughs> you know, my yeah. life revolves around dinner. And so, you know, being at home with my parents and having Yorkshire pudding and beef and, you know, roast potatoes, I'm not missing that for anybody's game these days. No, I've had enough. 20 years of doing it every Sunday, going yeah. to Arsenal, going to Southampton and missing my dinner. And now, in my later years, yeah. I want to spend time with my family. I don't want to be out, you know, I never like cold weather. No. So I don't want to be, you know, on the bench, sat, you know, in the rain. <laughs> I, I don't want that. No, but that's fair I, enough. What I do uh, have a passion for um, is people. And although I have transferred to this job now, for the last 20 years, I've been doing a similar role, but in something different. Okay. Um, and I don't know whether you ever feel like you've ever been in the wrong place. That happened to me. Okay. So I was working at Leeds United, um, you know, and um, actually, um, which is very relevant to football as well, I've been a driving assessor for okay. 25 years and assessing driving, uh, but really getting inside the head of the driver. Okay. You know, that kind of thing. So it's been similar, but not with football. So I've done that it, just by accident. I got into that. My sister was pregnant. She was a driving instructor. Said, "Would you help me out?" I said, "Okay," um, for a week. You yeah. Know, <laughs> Seventeen years later, I'm still there, and I'm like, I just feel like I'm in the wrong place. And I think when COVID hit, I think we all restock, re, you know, um, looked at our lives 100%. and uh, took stock. And I was one of them and said, "Hang on a minute, you know, I, I, I love working with these people now. I do, but they're not my people." Uh, the driving people, they're not my people, yeah, they're not yeah. my sports football people and I want to do this but with them because I feel like I'm wasted here. True. I don't need to be here with you 
I need to be with Jack Grealish. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, in the wrong place here. And I finally had the, you know, I'm taking my own medicine now and my own advice in putting myself into the, you know, uncomfortable situations of business I do nothing about. Uh, interviews, you know, putting myself at the forefront when actually I'd love to just be this face in the background and players come to me. That'd be lovely. Which you'll get to in time, surely. Hopefully, yeah. But at the moment, I'm having to put myself out there to okay. obviously gain some exposure to tell people that I am here and I am able to, you know, offer value uh, to your playing career yeah. and actually help you through the season, you know, become that champion player that you want to be. Do, do you approach the players then individually? So do you go that route or do you go to a club and go, do you know of any players that might need my help? You're asking some very good questions, Adam. <laughs> yeah, it's, again, um, uh, being new to it, not sure where to go. But yeah, I've yeah. tried it all. I've tried to go to players' agents okay. and um, request a meeting with the player. Okay. Hasn't happened. Um, not passed it over or... Um, it just hasn't happened, but I can ask. Uh, right, so I don't yeah. know why there's a blockage there to my request. That makes sense. Um, and then they'll say they're, they're fine. Oh, that's great, but I'd like to hear it from the horse's mouth. 100%. You know, kind of thing. But I haven't had it, so it's been disappointing. Uh, the clubs, um, I've been trying to get into Leeds United for a while. Uh, a very common statement, we have our own people. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't see them myself. <laughs> but uh, and leads uh, my team as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, very close to my heart, I can see I can do certain jobs there with certain players, but unfortunately I can't get the access, uh, which is very frustrating for me. Yeah, the players don't even know I'm here. I'm like waving in the background, going hey, hey. But uh, they have their own people to say that come in, and um, yeah, just um, had a little bit of negativity really. I don't feel like I'm, they want me near, you know, and I don't want to work uh, with a football club as in for, and be that. Everton say yeah. I don't want to work for Everton I love the fact that I'm independent and I'd love to work together with them yeah, yeah. and uh, enhance it rather than take something away does that make that, sense that makes sense yeah. I want to work with them uh, maybe they have a player who uh, is, is struggling and maybe they haven't got the time or um, you know and they could pass that player over and I would have more time to deal with that and probably be able to know what the answer is to improve it. Yeah, 100%. But I don't, at the minute, I just haven't had the uh, the leads and the options to do that. So I do find it, it's always a barrier to reaching elite footballers because they're like celebrities yeah, these days. Yeah, 100%. And there are gatekeepers around them. Oh, I've, I've noticed that we're trying to get people. Oh, so hard. People, people won't do it. And the ones that will yeah. is because you've been suggested by someone else. Exactly. So that's, that's your whole thing, guys, in that, you know, it's... You've got one player, and then maybe they've got a teammate or yeah. someone they know from a previous club, and then get referred, and then it's kind of that's some about word of mouth, isn't yeah. it? And, and that trust that I said once you trusted, and uh, you know, and I always have an NDA, a, a non-disclosure. Yeah. You know, so everything is confidential. You know, and everything stays within my four walls. Yeah. You know, and that's a that's a standard. Uh, but if nobody knows that until they know you. You're nothing. Very true. You know, now, yes, I do have that credibility uh, that I have been an ex-England international. I am a lioness, <laughs> if you like, so hopefully that works in my favour at times. Yes. Uh, but as far as being Chantal Woodhead, nobody kind of knows my character and, and what I can actually, you know, my my um, my values, if you like, which is trust, honesty, standards. Yes. And I would expect that uh, if somebody passed me a player, 
you know, they would get all that, but nobody knows that. This so, is it. They so didn't think, know until they know. Uh, the future is hoping to get that one or two um, elite first team players in the Premier League, ideally. Yeah. You yeah. Know, um, and uh, that's because I think statistics are saying that one in three Premiership players need support, particularly with the mental health. Yes. And that has been documented. So the academy players are getting a lot of help. But I just feel we're neglecting the top stars. Maybe because the stars and this nobody dare approach them or bring them in. This is it. They don't want to kind of yeah. humanise them, I assume. Exactly. I want to remind them of how to be a good person. 100%. And bring them back to uh, school a little bit to just good practice. You know, respect, that kind of thing. And, you know, on a level, who they are now as well. Because yes. they're still the same person as they were. They're just a, in a more social, uh, you know, kind of label. Uh, they're in the public eye more. Yeah, very um, true. But, um, you know, does that change people? Probably. Do they even know they've changed? Maybe mm, not. Very true. And I will know when they're talking to me how they are. So if I had a player who'd had a problem with, I don't know, it might have been a, a lady that there'd been some issues yeah. uh, and it'd been out in the press. I'm not saying I'd read all the press because I don't take any notice of that. No, no. But if they say, oh, it's been in the press, I would ask them uh, if it's if it's true or not. Yeah. I would give them the opportunity to tell me. I would expect the truth because I can't yes. work with you if you're going to lie to me. And also I will know if you're lying Yeah. because I've just got that age experience <laughs> where I'm very intuitive. So uh, if we get on that scale and, and say, well, okay, yeah, I did, it did happen. Because there's no smoke where there's, no, where there's fire. Yeah, yeah. You know, so something must have occurred. And I will see that. And we will hopefully together, again, want to work on that to be better. To portray you as the person that you really are. Because that's a poor reflection of you. And if that really is you who's doing that, then I'm going to tell you that's wrong. Yeah. And that's not how we behave. You know what I mean? That's but that's good, isn't it? Because then, in effect, going back to like foundations, yeah. like you are, yeah, it's hopefully gonna grow that passion of football back and kind of going back to the basics. Is I assume you asked, why did you get into the game, stuff Absolutely. like that, and then that's the motion to try and yeah. spark fire again. I assume. Absolutely. You know, I want to bring that fire back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why did they get into it? Why, you know, are they becoming a little bit stale and just picking up the paycheck? You this know, getting it. sloppy almost. This is it. I mean, when you put signed up to so much week, yeah. if you drop in performance, uh, sitting on the bench, you still got the same money, don't you? Yeah. So, you know, we could name many, many players that are underperforming. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. That people just haven't found the reason for it. This is it. But I believe I can find the reason <laughs> why they're underperforming, fix it, and send them back playing amazingly to their full potential. This because is we've it. solved that problem that they didn't even know they had. You know, so um, yeah, I love people, I love working with people, and I just have a sense or a hunch um, what people need or what the issue is. Nice. So I might push them and push them, and they might say, well, no one's ever asked me that before. And I say, well, I'm asking. Yeah. So what do you say? <laughs> you know, yeah, but, yeah, but, no, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. And then we get, you know, and sometimes we get tears. I've had tears, I've had a lot, because I've touched a nerve. Or I've said something to somebody that nobody's asked or nobody's thought of when I knew it was an issue and it might be uncomfortable. 
Yeah. And at the beginning, one of my things is I'll say to someone, we will on this course have uh, uncomfortable talks that we may have to have. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready for that? In a way, you know, I is that okay? Are you ready to discuss things? You know, um, because that it's okay if you're not. Yeah. But a lot of them will say, yeah, I'm ready to have uncomfortable situations in order to grow. Do you think because football's a team sport, that kind of what you do is kind of hidden? Or do you think, what do you think the reason that football kind of got such a kind of stigma, people not like talking and trying to fix yeah. their issues? Yeah, I think um, when you're in a team environment, you just get on with it, you know, there's a little bit of banter, yeah. a little bit of jokes, you know, no one's got any issues, everything's unkidari, you yeah. know, and you don't want to, you know, come looking like you've got a you know, miserable face, <laughs> um, you know, so you act it. So there's a lot of great actors out there. In fact, I'm one myself, you know, so I know an actor, you know, but maybe they're smiling, but possibly they're not smiling. No, that's... And I think um, it being in a team and particularly a male uh, environment, it's very difficult to, even in your own, um, you know, and I know they all have to have player welfare, this and the player liaison officers, and they all have different names, but ultimately they're ticking the box to say, I look after the players. Yeah. But there's still players coming out saying the issues. So we might it might be missing some people. So they're just kind of quickly checking where you're more in depth with your yes, approach. Like. Yeah, I mean all clubs will be different and some will be better than others, I'm sure. Yes. But all clubs like Fleet United, I think you, they all have to have some sort of player kind of thing. Okay. But if I were to type in Leeds United, uh, who looks after the mental side of it, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. You know, so um, so yeah, a lot of people have that that player care, but I wouldn't. If if I were playing for Doncaster Bells and I had a problem, I wouldn't go to my player care person. No, I just wouldn't. That's me. So if I wouldn't go to my own player care person, I wouldn't expect, you know, Marcus Rashford to yeah, go yeah. to somebody at Manchester United. This is it. It's kind of you. There's probably the stigma around it of. I'm going to someone to do with the club and that will get back to the manager and then the manager Possibly. may not favour me. It might not, but it's certainly uh, something that's out there. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I um, set up On Your Feet as an independent outlet. Yes. Um, on purpose, because I believe it brings benefits. 100%. You know, uh, for someone, you know, outside the club, nobody would ever know. No. You just you not tell nobody. Nobody would ever know. Secretly do it. That's the, the great thing <laughs> well, about it. it. And then they'll reap the rewards of the performance game. You come back, you just say, what's happened to you? So I've been talking to Shani for the last uh, six weeks. You know, I had a bit of that. So I think if they knew about me, you know, then, yeah, we could we could do more impact. Uh, but that's the, the challenge um, to just gain exposure. Tell these elite footballers, listen, I don't care how big you are. Uh, you know, I don't care how much money you're on. I don't care if you are, you know, top ten in the world. I will still speak to you like I'll speak to somebody else. Yeah. Because you're ultimately, if I'm looking at person, mindset and performance, which I split it down to. Okay. Yeah, in me, in me so I've kind of developed a, like a signature programme. Uh, okay, nice. An eight-week uh, course. It's called Eight. Nice. There you go, original. <laughs> uh, there you go, it's an eight-week course and it covers uh, the person, the mindset and the performance. Okay, nice. Okay, so a couple of weeks on this, a couple of weeks on that. Uh, but ultimately, all of them three come down to the person. Because 100%. what's the person's mindset? What's the person's performance? 
uh, and if there is uh, an issue with the mindset and the performance, it'll be down to the person. Very true. So it's all about the person, and I am a people person. So if I can find out your character, um, find out what you're thinking, rewire it so it's correct. Yeah. You know, have a look at your uh, limiting beliefs. You know, things like that. Oh, I always get booked at this ground. I've okay. said it myself. And what happened? I got booked. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, don't say that. No, no. I always have a nightmare at this ground. Yeah, I did. Because I said it. But then that's a mentality, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. So let's go into this match and say, listen, I don't always get booked here. Yeah. Now, actually, I always have a blinding game and I never get booked here. That's what we should be saying. Exactly. You know, so, um, yeah, mindset um, and mentality going into that game. And I've done it all. So I've done it all wrong, in a way, <laughs> so that I can tell you to not do that. But these are the beliefs and the limiting beliefs people are coming with, you know. Um, I, you know, like I said, I, and I always get booked at this ground. I hate that ground. I hate that ref. I hate that ref. I never play well with that ref. You know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, the ref's got nothing to do with hope. But you get it in your head. That that ref doesn't like it, and then yeah, it just you know, the frustration I, comes out. I'm never a fan of refs. In fact, half of me quitting were because of refs. <laughs> not a fan of them. No. In fact, I wouldn't even give anybody a lift if they were a ref. <laughs> not a fan, <laughs> really not. And I remember one time I did something, and the ref went, "Do you want to go off, Chantel?" And I couldn't believe he knew my name. <laughs> I'm like, ref, how do you know my name? That's hilarious. Like, no, I don't want to go off. Thank you. <laughs> you know, but um, you know, if you've got this ref and you have had an issue, you know, in the past, I would go straight up to him and say, "All right, John, yeah. you know, let's have a good one today," and set your stall out and, and show him that you respect him. You know, 100%. say, "You know, all right, sir. You know, let's have a good game." I would respect you for doing that. Yeah, I never thought about doing that. I might say, "Well, listen, you don't have to," but if I were you, I'd get on his good side straight away, and then think that you like the ref. Because now we're best friends. Yeah, yeah. True. I'm not saying you have to go out for tea. You know, <laughs> but get on his good side because it's going to do you favours. And right now, the attitude you're going out with, I don't like that ref. He always books me. He's going to book you. Because yeah. you're going to get booked again and you're going to be you know, not happy with the ref all the time. That's going to affect your performance. Definitely. So forget the ref. He's lovely. <laughs> He's lovely. He likes you and he never books you. And there you go. Let's turn it round, you know. Um, and that's what we do. Um, so the course is, you know, it, it's a really good course uh, that sets up and aims to tackle, you know, not only your mentality and your mindset, but also looking after ultimately the player because that is paramount to mental health uh, and especially in the news these days of how big we are. Yeah. Ultimately, all that matters to me is about football. It's the person. 100%. I don't even care whether you're not playing well. I do, but I don't. <laughs> I care that you're all right. Yeah. I care that you're talking to me in a manner where you're here and you're present and you've got a future and you've got future plans. I don't want to be sat here with you thinking that you've got no future, your life's a mess and you're not going anywhere in your football career. Yeah. Uh, well, let's question that and if that's true, um, we can either do two things. We can either change it so we make it where you are going somewhere in your football career or you know what, sack it off if that's the case and let's go because you've got a lot of different assets that you're great at. You know, you could be a golf coach. Yeah, true. It's in your golfing skills that you were telling me about a minute ago, I'm exaggerating. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, So we could even go into that, so don't think that you're finished because you're not going to be a footballer or you're not going to make it to the level 
that you've set because maybe you've set your expectations too high. You know, <laughs> you only had a cruise ship that operational two years ago and you're expecting to play for PSG. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that's possible because your goals are my goals. And if you want that, I will do my best to help you uh, on that journey with them goals. It's not about me. No. It's about you. It's not no, my that's goals. Not. So if you want to play for PSG and you just had, you know, a cruise ship, hey, if that's your dream, I dream it too. Yeah, let's no, that's not. Nice. And let's work towards that and we'll give it our best shot. And maybe, not right now, but maybe in six months or a year, we'll take restock and we'll yeah. see where we are and see if our progress is going well. And if not, hey, it's not a problem. At least we're giving it a go and we'll have a look at the reality in a year. True. No, that's nice. But, but you're coming to me and telling me what you want and let me help you get there. You know, and Matthew, the, uh, he, the guy in, in Norway said uh, to me, you know, uh, he just said uh, he, he can't wait to get uh, playing without his shackles on. You know, he, he's so mature. And he said to me the other day, um, and I don't want to play and I'm looking after my body a little bit more and all that. And I said, is that the same person that I knew <laughs> a year ago? I said, a year ago, I were holding you back with reins. Yeah. I said, you said to me, I'm going training, but I've only got one arm. <laughs> you know, and I said, Matthew, you know, you can't go training with one arm. You know, if somebody didn't have a player or something, you'd step in to play. Yeah. I said, and just because there were either no one else or they needed a centre half or whatever, and you played it, but you were injured. I said, let them get someone else because where's the player welfare there? They're True. not bothered about you. No. They're bothered that they they want that. They need a player. Yeah, they need the whole thing. And so. you know, if not, they're going to lose and all this. Listen, not your problem. No. Yeah, you play now, and he did play, and he broke his wrist, and he were out for a year. And I said, hey, listen, it was your choice. Yeah. It was your choice to do that. And then yesterday I spoke to him, and he said, um, you know, I've got my hips a little bit, whatever. He said, so I'm not going to play. He said, because actually, after my football, he said, I've got another 40 years of career, of my life. And I want to stay yeah. all right for that. And 100%. I said, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I cannot believe this changed person that I had. <laughs> You know, and yeah. in my course, I put down some statements that I put, like it might have said, um, I need to be above par. That was one of his statements. Yeah. And I said, that's a very deep word. <laughs> I need. You know, do you need? You know what I mean? I would say I want to be. I'd like to be. Yeah, yeah. But in, you see the extremeness of footballers. I need to be above par. Yeah. You know, and so it comes across. And I said, you don't need to be anything. Yeah, so we'd like to be able to part. Do you still think you need to now? This is a year, two years down the line. He said, no, I don't need to be now. I want to be. That's good. You know, so all the statements that we went through, you know, um, I have to be, um, you know, I have to be the best in the team. Well, no, you don't have to be, because what's the consequence? Nothing. You know, there isn't one, but back in the day, there was a massive consequence. Okay. And I said, do you still feel that going into that? No. No. And I said, God, just a change, man. I, I need to change my sheet here because we're just their old old news. Yeah. We're a completely different man and we're going into this with a mindset which is just totally different from, from the old you. And I'm so proud of you. You're just not that man anymore. I couldn't believe it. That's good. And we've created that together and, it, and I'm not gaining, I've gained no benefits from it. Yeah. It's all him. And a lot of him, a lot of his early um, training, I won't lie, I'm terrible, me, because I'm so nice. 
I'm working and I'm doing this. I'm doing it all for free. <laughs> I don't, I'm not making a massive amount no. of money at the moment, uh, but I'm, I'm working. Yeah. And my probably downfall is sometimes I don't get what I should. So I've got my own uh, <coughs> kind of issues I need to work on. And one of them is probably, you know, being a little bit more pushy in what I should be deserving of. And yeah, with him early stages, you know, playing for Dagenham and Redbridge, uh, lots of issues at the club at the time. Uh, didn't have much money. I paid him this and that. I said, Matthew, forget it. I'm not bothered about money. We'll yeah. do it for nothing. <laughs> because at that early stage, it was great experience for me. And so I got a lot, even though he's not paying me, I got a lot from it. Yes. You know, and obviously he started to nap. Yeah. As I said, pay me when you get a contract. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't forget me. Kind of thing, and obviously as he's got better now, and he said, "I want you to come and work with me." He said, "I want you when I get signed up. I want you to take five percent of my contract. You know what I mean? I yeah. want you to have you there all year in my kit bag, so I can ring you. You know." And he rang me a couple of times. He said, oh, "I've got a, I've got a game tomorrow on AstroTurf." He said, "And I, I haven't played on AstroTurf for a long time. You know, have you got any? How am I going to be?" Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I said, "Nothing. Don't worry." I said. I'm an expert astroturf. <laughs> I said, I've got the scars to prove it. <laughs> you know, so the first thing I'm going to say is, don't go to ground. No. Do not go on the floor because you'll rip your legs open. Secondly, move it quick because the ball is really quick on astroturf. Yeah. You don't want to have it round your feet. You know what I mean? Take some shots at the keeper because they'll fluff it because it's so bouncy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And watch the high ball over the, the at the back being a centre half. Yeah. Just watch the second bounce. You know what I mean? Because it's just bouncing. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. This one Friday, you know what I mean? I think we're playing old, <laughs> something like that. Um, and just get it out of your feet. Keep it, you know what I mean? Just keep it on the floor and, and steady away. Oh, thanks, brilliant. Oh, I wish you were with me. I wish you were with me. So, you know, it's so many different things that people ring me for. A bit of football relation stuff. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in box and I'm worried I'm, what to do if ball comes over. I'm watching this player here and I said, there's too much going on here. <laughs> only thing you need to be doing is if that ball comes over into your area we get it out you know 100%. what I mean you shouldn't be worried about what that player's doing you've got your own thing on your own job oh yeah brilliant you know what <laughs> I mean and sometimes it's just a little reminder you know and a little bit of direction yes uh, and and also I think confirmation is massive footballers love reassurance and confirmation yes. that they're doing good and I think well it's like it's like little boys, isn't it? We all love a little bit of reassurance. And even when we get big kids, yeah. we still need that. And 100%. I think football is a very cold kind of game yeah. where you're not patted on the back and given a hug. Well, you didn't used to be. No. But again, these days, you'll see Gareth Southgate coming off at England and giving him a hug. <laughs> you know, but none of that. No, no. It, we just went off and you didn't know whether you'd had a good game or a bad game and no feedback, no analysts. You know what I mean? No nothing. You just were left to go, you know, and they might say, well, how do I know if I've had a good game? I'll tell you. You know yourself. Nobody told me I no. had a good game, but I knew. Well, my dad actually did. No, my dad told <laughs> me I had a good game every time. <laughs> that was great. Uh, but obviously, if you do ask people for that validation, they're not always going to tell you the truth. No. They might say, no, you were rubbish because they want your place. That's they it. might tell you you're brilliant and you're brilliant every match, but that's not true. Because you wasn't brilliant. No. So the only person who can validate who played well on that, that day is you. So I knew if I had a good game. And then that would make you play better in the next exactly. game. Exactly. And, you know, somebody said, oh, how did you play? I said, well, brilliant. I was brilliant on Sunday. You know, uh, I didn't get a goal, but, you know, I, nobody's got down my line. I was marking Rachel Yankee. 
let's say. Yeah. Um, and somebody had said to me, oh, you, you're marking Rachel Yankee today. She plays for Arsenal, England International. I said, what are you telling me for? Do you know what I mean? Why are you telling me that? You know what I mean? Why let Rachel Yankee worry about me? Yeah. When she sees my name, Chantal Woodard on that thing, let her worry about me. <laughs> I'm not worried about no Rachel Yankee. And I wasn't. No. And I wasn't. And actually, a couple of times when I did play her, she moved to the other side. <laughs> not up for the battle. So uh, that's, I think, me, uh, the, my character, which is uh, feisty, obviously, um, aggressive, but on pitch. Yes. off the pitch. Lovely <laughs> on the pitch. On it. Not no. so lovely. Um, and, um, you know, just having that sense of humour as well, you know, and character, I think is, is just so important to keep it light-hearted. 100%. You know? um, and, and a lot of footballers can relate to that. So, yeah. Um, the lads uh, that I am speaking to, in fact, they've revealed to what the things they're revealing to me. Yeah. You know, I think as a, as a lady, I think men do speak to women quite comfortably. Yeah. Uh, I do find that. And I think you've got to uh, have a talent to be able to, like I said, reach those people. And I think I have it. So men do talk to me. In fact, like I said, I'm like, too much information. <laughs> too much information. But they ask me about all sorts. They ask me about girls' trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, nothing to do with football. But, <laughs> but it's say, helping well, them. Uh, yeah. So sometimes I've had to even sort relationships out. And I said, well, how do you think she'll be feeling about that? Because you've made that decision on your own. How do you think that makes her feel? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, maybe you could do something for her the weekend after. You know that? Yeah, true. Oh, yeah. And then they'll come back and they'll say, I spoke to her and uh, she's a lot happier now. You know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's so, what you need. Yeah, it's just so many things that, that we kind of talk about and it's just nice to come in for a chat, even if there's nothing to, to, to do. I am actually doing this signature programme like I said, which is very popular. Yeah. But sometimes I come in for the first session and I, the first thing I always say is, how are you? And is there anything you'd like to discuss before yeah. we begin anything? Because it's a new week. True. And the chances are they'll go, well, I can't tell you about the week I've had. <laughs> and then it all comes out. And we don't even get onto the course. We don't even get onto the course material. No, because, because we're discussing, you know, what had happened the week before. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, got a new manager, manager's been sacked. You know, these are real life things. Yeah, yeah. and what's this new manager like? Oh, he's all right, but he's told everybody I'm too laid back. <laughs> and are you too laid back? He said, I don't think so. I said, I don't. So don't worry about it. There you go. I don't know why he's saying it. Yeah. But that's his opinion. Everyone's got an opinion, and, haven't yeah, they? Everybody's got one, doesn't to say the truth. <laughs> so I'll let him have it. That's it. Um, oh, of course, you've mentioned England a lot of times. We'll kind of rewind back to that um what's the kind of training and the the training and the team like around england compared to of course the clubs you were at yeah. at the time much more professional okay uh, at the england setup um the clubs tried but back in my day there wasn't much finance so okay. you know we'd do what we could you know with the hotels and you know the kit stuff uh, you know some players might be watching washing the kit themselves you know <laughs> yeah, every yeah. week a player would take it home you know something like that um but uh, now um they've got obviously the facilities to do all that now uh very professional with the england setup you normally got a rotor yeah you know, it'd be nine o'clock eight o'clock breakfast nine o'clock, you know, training kind of thing, uh, break time, analysts, you know, that questions, yeah. um, bedtime at this time, and it was very, uh, you know, regulated, you know, um, and a bit stricter. 
Yeah. Uh, whereas if I were going for club, again, we weren't getting paid. I got paid a little bit at England um, yeah. at that time. But we used to kind of claim it back on experience. Don't tell them this. Uh, <laughs> we used to claim it back on, ex- um, on like, um, what they call it, when expenditures. You know, okay, yeah, yeah. And I'd always say that I'd been via London. <laughs> from Leeds. I'd been to London to pick Mary up. And I'd been to pick Jennifer up here. You know, I hadn't. I hadn't. Yeah, yeah. And eventually I'd come round to St George's, wherever we were. And I'd then put in a bill for about £500. <laughs> but really, I'd only come in car with somebody else to London. Uh, but don't tell them that. But that was my cheeky thing. But I don't think they were over many, many years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's what we had to do. Uh, be a little bit underhand almost to get what we deserved. Otherwise, I wouldn't even get in fuel. No. You know what I mean? To playing for my country. And then you'd get so much when you were abroad. I think you'd got more money for staying abroad. Okay. Like that. Um, the food was all much better. Uh, and again, I've got a million stories. I really have. And I shouldn't probably tell you. Get them all out with me today, Adam. You know, but such things like this. Um, you know, I've always had a breakfast. You know, I told you about yeah. food is important. <laughs> and I've always had a breakfast before playing. And call it a bit controversial. I know some people have conflicts. I like to breakfast. So yeah. Does that. And I think I played well on a breakfast. I've had some of my best games. <laughs> and uh, but these days, it's not the done thing. No. Of course, we're all athletes now. And we're all having different food and nutrition. But back in the day, education was poor. And, you know, I didn't know how much damage bacon and a sausage would do for me. No, no. You know, and even at training, Ted Copeland, and this is about personality and being a little bit naive, I was probably, you know, laid back, quite kind of just fun, but didn't realise what implications my actions may have. So, for example, at breakfast time, Ted Copeland coming. Uh, probably Aubrey wasn't happy with me anyway. He banned sausages <laughs> at breakfast. Sausages. So we could still have bacon, but he banned sausages. Well, I wasn't happy. You know, so it's like, what do you mean he's banned sausages? Like that. So I think when I thought they'd all gone out, I ordered a sausage. <laughs> and I think the woman, the waitress, kind of came and said, you know, sausage for Chantel, kind of thing. You know, Ted was just kind of there. You know? And I was like, not me, not me. Not me, just sliding down the, the table kind of thing. But in my eyes, it was just very innocent and a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, but actually, it probably worked against me, you know what I mean, uh, looking back. Yeah. But I didn't know that. No. Uh, I was just very innocent. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a lo- lot more professional now, and I would never have them now because <laughs> we're in a different era. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would be eating porridge or whatever everybody else eats. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, the, the food uh, layout, the setup, the facilities, the pictures, yeah. the physios, you know, we're a wet sponge job <laughs> for us. Yeah. You know, no kind of spray. Well, like, you're all right. Spray, uh, wet sponge on my head. It was my ankle that were hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd yeah. say, you know, kind of, uh, you know, what's going on? It's my ankle. Uh, but sometimes I just went down for a break. You know? <laughs> uh, but just the professionalism uh, that they've got now is amazing. Yes. And wow. I would just be amazed to play uh, in this day and age now. I would be a world beater, there's no doubt about it. Given that setup yeah. uh, and that platform, I would be a world beater. Uh, but like I said, I've no regrets on my career no. as, I, as I speak now. It's all in the right place and I haven't held any grudges or anything like that. It was just my journey, you know, and I do believe everything happens for a reason. And whatever reason it was, uh, why uh, it was meant to be. You know, but uh, yeah, like I said, after I was dropped, I did go off on a little bit of a 
wrong line, you know, got in with the wrong, with the crowd a little bit, yeah. you know, start talking, you know, that kind of <laughs> thing, oh, we're two fingers up to him, I want happy, I yeah, wasn't yeah. happy, and, you know, my mental health went plummeted, plummeted to the depths of, you know, depression and everything, and uh, there was nothing in place for players who was let go or anything like that, there was just nothing, it just was unheard of, Yeah. so it was a case of dust off and just carry on playing when my me, me career's just been ended for wearing the wrong tracksuit and I had to carry on and um, I just again want to be there for other players who, are be, who may find themselves not in the exact situation but a little bit confused and not knowing you know where they are really that, that's a nice way of putting it of course what you're doing now kind of mirrors what you needed when of course Absolutely. the whole England thing happened and kind of not knowing how to deal with certain situations yeah. and that just shows that oh, I've had this but I'm going to give this back and that's what you're doing now Absolutely. which is nice. I needed a me when I was younger <laughs> and I didn't have that person no. to show me I could be better, to tell me I could be better yeah. and to put things in place to give me uh, the best, to be the best version of myself. Which is a shame. Which is a real then. shame because uh, like I said I didn't fulfil my potential which is very sad for the game. Yeah, 100%. Is, I mean, what what have they missed out on? Is, I mean, yeah. in your time, you you said you've won every medal that you could in, domestically. Yes. Whereas, how many more could that have been if yeah. you yeah. had the right thing? How many more caps would it have been? Exactly. Exactly. Maybe I would have had a different attitude if I was speaking to someone and once I would drop for England, maybe I'd have tried again. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't even try again because I just thought it's finished, it's over. Was there a lot of competition in your position at that time? No, or, I wouldn't say. No. no. I just thought he, he didn't like me uh, as a player or a person. I don't know. I don't know. It was so cold, I never had a discussion with him. I, I was never, it was just, I got a letter from the FA that said you dropped and you're out just before the World Cup. That's it. Jeez. That's it. Goodbye. Thank you for your time. And then, like I said, then we get invited back to Wembley to do stuff. Yeah. They invite me. So I just, well, I, oh, whatever. Just carried on playing tennis and didn't worry about it. But I did write to them, the FA, um, with a really, and I've still got it somewhere, and it's a great email. It says <laughs> something like, a bit of joke in there, and it says things like, you know, I, uh, you know, and it, uh, this is, I was with England for four years, you know, um, this was, this I was going to be the best thing since sliced bread, and then this happened, and da, 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 da. then I tried to get my cap, and I'm wondering where my cap is yeah. because I played for England and I haven't got a cap. Why not? And they've come back and they've said we didn't give them out at that time. Sorry about that. That's it. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's it. So clean cut. We didn't give them out at that time. Sorry about that. So deal with it. And that's what I have done for many, many years. And it's yeah. only now. I thought I'd, I'd, I'd lost the chance of even having a cap. I, I didn't even think I'd ever get one. So 24, 25 years I've been waiting. I think it was 1995 I got my, uh, I had my performance, my England cap. And I've waited till only last year to receive it. And um, they've said we acknowledge that we want to show those who've been before us and acknowledge those players now, finally, yeah. which is lovely. I didn't ever expect it would ever happen. And yeah. um, and like I said, so they've gone back and tried to find all the women who've played. And, um, you know, and then somebody had put, actually, my friend Sarah Begg, 
well, Begsy we used to call her, she's got another name now, she's married, but a great reader was Begsy, and Begsy had had to put to the FA, what about Chantelle Woodhead? So I didn't get the official email Jeez. that everybody got about welcoming them to Wembley. They didn't welcome me to Wembley. My friend, or one of my teammates said, what about Chantelle Woodhead, or what about her, she played for England? It's insulting. I don't want to talk about it. It's insulting. But the, so, they yeah. they acknowledge it now, don't they? Yes, they do now. And they the, are they better around you in the Absolutely whole... Absolutely fine yeah. now. Absolutely That's fine. good. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, like I said, um, they've tried to put rights, wrongs right. Yes. You know what I mean? And we now get... Um, there's England are playing Belgium on Friday uh, this week. Okay. And uh, we all get invited. So we've been given two tickets uh, to that. Nice. So, um, to all games generally, I get a couple of tickets now. So, I am going to that. And then at Wembley on the 1st of December, they've actually given us four tickets to come down, oh, which is good. lovely because uh, I can bring, you know, might even bring my nephew, uh, yes. you know, down with me as well. So, that's lovely to share that with my family uh, as well. Um, so, they are including us, and it's a lovely feeling because we have been there and we have paved the way for those people to uh, do what they're doing now. 100%. And if it wasn't for them, you know, number ones and, you know, who've been and done that, we'd have never have done it. No. You know, and women's football was massive, you know, when the men went off to war, the women played football. Yeah. They were getting stadiums full. The men come back from war, stopped them playing football. So none of them, when, you know, the cap-wise, yeah. when was that acknowledged by? Because, of course, as you said, in the war they were playing. Yeah. And then when would it actually oh, acknowledge the Oh, not for a long cups? time, long time, long time. Is your number 105, 105 you said? Yeah, 105, so, you know, I'm not that high up, am I, you know, uh, really? No. Um, but, uh, no, it, it, come a, it did come a long time after that, you know. Yeah. There were no caps available for women, you know, until, like I said, um, probably in maybe 70s or something like that, 75 okay. or something like that, maybe. Uh, you've got one of the players, who, the number ones, twos, threes, you know, they're in the probably 80s, 70s now. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and some of them we met as well. You know. Okay. So nice. when we had the reunion, we've all gone, and uh, obviously I've seen all the old players, which is lovely to be involved. But I was kind of out at that time. You're outcast. Yeah. So if they've lost my records, how do they know to even invite me places? This is it. But it's not my fault they've lost the records. No. But they should have all the team sheets, shouldn't they? Realistically, they should have, the, they they should should have, have an order. This is it. To know players for their the country, that, uh, the football association. And, uh, like I said, they're not top of my list uh, of people who have been very good no. uh, or at times. But, like I said, they are doing better. Yes. They are trying. They are acknowledging. And um, so far, they've, they've given us a few uh, tickets and uh, invited us to some matches and they're including us. No, which is lovely. Good. So I'm finally feeling a little bit more of an, an ex-England player than I've ever, play, ever felt. That's good. Uh, because, uh, like I said, we, we're losing the records. Uh, I'm not. I'm going to be a bit invisible. So, <laughs> do you get to meet the current players now? Or yes. So, okay, nice. um, Again, um, when we went down for the caps, they actually presented them, and we actually oh, really? went on the pitch at St George's Park when they were training. Uh, Serena were there. Uh, all the top players. Oh, nice. Um, and obviously, um, I was going around to speak to them. You know, we all hello, hello, hello. You know, but you know, I got all the somebody like you know all the young players. You know, no, nice. Lauren James, people actually my ideal client. You know, in a world full of sharks, I almost want to protect her. 
Yeah. I feel like she's hot property. She's a, a star of the future. Well, everyone uh, likened her to Beckham because of that red card in the World Cup, oh, where, it's, yeah. where it's yeah not her fault. It, I think it shows passion, not, oh, I'm going for a red, but no, this is it. people talk nonsense. No, 100%. You know, involved in all that. But, uh, <laughs> but certainly that kind of would be one of my like ideal players where I just look at her and uh, uh, I just know that I can be of help to her. Uh, yes. Not maybe, I'm not saying there's an issue or a problem, no. but maybe one time, maybe that an example of that when she got sent off, maybe she's got these things set in place already, which is brilliant. Hope yes. she has. But if she didn't, and she had that outlet just to know that she could come and speak to me personally. Yeah. I don't know about being sent off. So, <laughs> so, you know, I've got good experience with bookings and things and people not liking you and you're being unpopular. You know, I, listen, I, I love being unpopular, don't worry about it. It's not a problem. Uh, and there's nothing for her to feel any way about. It's part of the game. It's part of learning. You make mistakes. Um, you try and understand why you did it. Yes. And uh, try and be better to go forwards. No, I like um, that. So, yeah, so I was meeting the players and obviously trying to network with them a little bit, passing my details on. Um, and, um, you know, hopefully they just know, just to put that in place. I don't even expect a call next week, you know, but just to give them that outlet and say, listen, if you ever need anybody and you, you need somebody in confidence to speak to in, a, in this fame success world that you were in, you yes. know, I'm just in Leeds, <laughs> on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, come and speak to me, you know, because I'll understand. Like I said, I'm 49. I've had a life of it, yeah. you know, and anything you've been through, I've probably done myself. That's nice. Um, of course, we've gone through your career, like, in and outside of football. What's deemed to you as your career high or your biggest achievement? I think uh, playing for your country is definitely the highest achievement yes. that you can do. Uh, you know, um, singing the national anthem, you know, putting on that shirt and just being with that calibre of team, which are the best at the crop, you yes. know, uh, at that time. Um, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, I've made this now. You know, <laughs> that is that is the, where I want to be. That was uh, an immensely proud moment uh, for nice. me to, to just validate all that hard work. Did you get to keep the shirt? Yes, I did. Yeah, uh, I got. I've got a red one. I've got a red shirt. No. Nice. Uh, but back in the day, you had uh, the ten sizes too big, <laughs> so it looks like it's for giant air stacks. Uh, again, I'm showing my age there now about all these wrestlers. But uh, yeah, it's a big shirt. No. And it's very baggy, and it probably fit two of me in there now. <laughs> uh, but there were men's shirts, you see, not yeah, fitted yeah. ladies' shirts. But I do have a red one, and that was the only thing up until the cap that Thing I had to had. show. Um, but still, you know, I did have that number three shirt. Nice. Um, and it was funny because um, I originally was a centre forward, uh, number 10. I was always oh, okay. number 10 after Bobby Davison at Leeds United. He was my, my hero. And I put in a lot of goals. And then one day I was playing for Bronte at Saltaire. And he said, uh, Chani, um number three, left back. Left back, left back. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm looking around. You know, kind of uh, the changing room going, pointing, going, back, I'm not left back. And I said, What do you mean I'm left back? And he said, So and so turned up, you're going to have to go in left back. And I was like, You haven't left back yet. And he was like, No. Anyway, played left back. And I had the best game of my entire life. <laughs> that was my downfall. I had the, the blinding game I had. And he said, Right, that's it. Brilliant. Coming on there from left down line, crossing it over, getting to the byline. That's a great position for you. And I was like, Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, no. I don't, you know. Anyway, <laughs> next game come, left back. 
left back all the time. And I wasn't really happy, but I think that was a career-defining moment for me. Yeah, nice. position, actually. Because if I wouldn't have moved position, um, and I think the other message is always trust your coach because they see things in you that maybe you didn't see. Yes. I thought they were all mental. You know, kind of <laughs> not in touch the wrong word to use, but they're crazy. Yeah. Thinking I was going to go there. And then I went to Doncaster Bells, and I remember walking with Paul Edmonds, uh, you, know, was, you know, not stern, but he was to the point. And I got there, and I was like, walking with him down the field, and I said, oh, hiya, Paul. I said, you know, I'm Chan Chani. I said, I just want to tell you that, you know, I know I've come here as, like, left back and that, but actually, I'm a centre forward. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I score a lot of goals up front, you know. I just want to let you know that I've got all that to my game. And he went... Well, let me tell you something, Chantel said. <laughs> I thought, oh, no, I don't. He said, I'm the manager of this team. He said, and I'll decide which is the best position for you. And I said, yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just letting you know that. Anyway, next game, Ken, left back. <laughs> yeah, and literally went on to play for England at left yeah. back. So for all my moaning and actually thinking, you know, um, that's maybe not my position, they could see that it, I could make more impact at in my back. career at left back than I did at centre forward. Um, and I had two choices. I either could say, no, I don't agree with you. I'm going to be centre forward. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a bit like the Rachel Daly situation at the moment. Yeah, she because plays. She, but... Yeah, she's got the both and she's a great all-rounder. Uh, I'm a great, um, you know, admirer of her, of her play. Yeah. And the fact that mental strength is amazing in that she's had a lot of personal setbacks and to be playing at the level uh, she's playing at now and being so flexible in positions and having that mental strength to be almost a bit bullshit to say actually I'm a centre forward yeah. I respect that a lot because I didn't I went alright I'm happy I'll just stay left back you know what I mean and, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't a bad decision for me as is Rachel can't make a bad decision neither it's just making a choice Yeah. that she's gone for I still want to go for that centre forward because I can believe I can do a job there that makes sense. she's always uh, again the, the downside of that is she might be on the bench a bit more. Okay. But she, if she were left back more constantly, she might be that number three is hers every week. But but she has a passion for being a centre forward and she's going for that. Yeah. Which is great. She plays that fast and Villa, doesn't Absolutely, she? Absolutely, yeah. And she's a great centre forward. So she's got the, it's just what the manager sees for the team that's best to put her in that position. Yeah. But I have a lot of respect for her for going for it, whereas I didn't. I just stayed. But again, it wasn't a wrong decision for me. It, it was. It worked really well for me. Nice. Um, but like I said at the time, I just didn't. Um, you know, I didn't really believe the the coaches. I was like, Are you crazy? I'm not a left back. But actually, I was a left footer. Yeah. Sweet left foot. Uh, you know, I was able to put in a lot of crosses. I could see the game coming forwards because I was a very, you know, mental kind of player. Yeah. And um, we talk about mental skills and things. And I was playing tennis the other day, and it's a great story. I was playing with a lady called Pauline, uh, just in my local tennis club, and I nice. win everything. So I'm like the champion. <laughs> and I'm not being big headed, but there ain't many people or women beating me at tennis, particularly in my area, uh, in my county. Yeah. You know, uh, because I'm that calibre of athlete. Nice. I, get, I feel like I'm showing off. <laughs> you're, just, you're either there or you're there. So anything I do, any sport, you know, I could pick up a cricket bat, I could pick up a golf. 
I'm yeah. a big golfer. But I chose tennis and everybody else playing Pauline in the, you know, I won the singles final, the ladies doubles, the mixed doubles, I won it all. <laughs> but I'm playing Pauline and everybody's saying, oh God, you know, Pauline's coming up, up and coming play, you better watch out, Pauline's coming. You know, she wasn't on work, you know, she'd no, been no. training. And, and I was like, mm, I wasn't bothered about Pauline, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they were like, are you not bothered? She's been training for you. I'm like, oh, bring it on, you know what I mean, kind of thing. And I went up the night before to put some uh, nets up because I was doing a bit of coaching, and Pauline was training for about an hour in preparation to play me the next day. And this guy was playing her, and I said, he went, oh, he said, God, she's like a brick wall. She's like a brick wall, is, uh, is this woman I'm playing like that? And I looked at him and I went, I thought, more fool you, because I'm not going to be playing her like that. You no, know, no. you'll never get through her like that. And then, so I went home and had a cup of tea and plotted how to beat Pauline. <laughs> so Pauline plotted how to beat me with two hours on tennis court. I had a cup of tea. Ten minutes later, I had my game plan. Pauline, what is she good at? What is she not good at? She's got a great forehand. Keep it off her forehand. She loves to play it on the baseline. There's no way I'm getting into a battle on the baseline. So let's hit it short because she doesn't like running. Okay, she's not got a very good backhand, so I'm going to pummel the backhand side 10 times, in fact 20 times, till she gets fed up, yeah? Secondly, I'm going to hit a little bit shorter in this area here, because she doesn't like that angle, and that angle is going to be just uh, very decisive to getting it back. She'll get it back, I'll volley it in, boom. Okay, game plan, cup of tea, finish me cup of tea. The day come, and I thought, right, I've got a good game plan, but I now need to implement it. Okay, and again, not worried. I'll implement this. My dad will watch him. He's watched every match. He's 85. <laughs> every football match, any tennis match, he's with me all the way. Nice. And uh, I came and I absolutely annihilated a six love, six love. My dad said it was the best I'd ever played in my entire life. And I were good. And yeah. I, oh, I just, I, I even, sometimes I shock myself at how good I am. <laughs> but uh, even, even not reaching my potential even now in tennis. Yeah. I'm looking for bigger tennis because uh, I'm not fulfilling my actual ability you know i'm beating everyone and i don't somebody needs to challenge me a little bit more you know and um so the point was two hours on call for pauline yeah 15 minutes for me and a cup of tea mental <laughs> ability yeah mental yeah, strength yeah. not only did i have the strength to get and the, the intelligence to have that plan about me yeah um i had uh, the confidence um and the you know standard to actually execute it and I was very proud of myself, and uh, that's a skill as well. Um, saying uh, and being nice to yourself, I, I've got very good at that now. Uh, being nice to myself, no, and, that's uh, good. You know, it's a skill because we're not. No, we put um, ourselves down a lot. Didn't so we? I was very pleased, uh, but the you know the strategy and the way I approached that game plan, even in tennis, would be the similar to football. Yes. So if I had a player I was playing against, I wouldn't over worry about them. If I'm honest, I'd be more worried about what I'm going to do. Yes. You know, and as a backup, I'd probably have a backup. I'd have a bit of insurance. <laughs> so if they were really fast, then I, I've got to make sure they don't run. Yeah. How's that? True. That's not the problem. So what we're going to do is get our, getting our tackles early so we don't even get to them so we know they're faster than us. That's it. So we'll take them down, but legally. <laughs> but legally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <coughs> just just fun and games like that. So, nice. Yeah, um, talk about all sorts, couldn't we, Adam? We um, could, we and could. Football and sport related. That's it. And I mean, apart from what you've got going on with on your feet and <coughs> tennis, is there anything else that you've got kind of planned in the pipeline? Or is it kind of on your feet, it's taking up majority of your time trying to get it 
up and running. Yeah, absolutely. My plans are, I really like to put some time into this business uh, okay. because I know that there is a, is a, a need for it. Nice. And um, I just want to continue to work. I have a passion, like I said, to make it work. And I'm not in it for financial gain, actually. Yes, okay. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I'm not going to be thankful of it, but that is not what drives me. I'm no, not driven no. by money. I'm driven by passion and people. So, um, and I think that makes a difference. 100%. You know I mean? The money will follow yeah. with that anyway. Well, if it does, brilliant. Yeah. But if not, I'd still get as much out of it because I've never been, you know, around money uh, for, for it to be an issue, even in yeah. football or anything, you know, I'd do it, you know, out of that. But I uh, really want to make the, the company work and be there for footballers uh, and put something in place for them to have somewhere to go with somebody who's been there, nice. who can relate and have the experience, who can share that with them and even the do's and don'ts to don't do what I did, yeah. do this. Or, you know, I can see that that would work. 100%. You know, or managers like this. Managers love a player that will listen. And nobody ever listens. <laughs> so a basic skill is listening. Be told once and do it. That's it. You know, and that will not only make you look good, you know what I mean, but it will just uh, show your calibre. That's it. You know, so we're trying to improve standards. So, uh, yeah, very passionate about the business and want to make it a success. Uh, of course, have my own fears uh, a little <laughs> bit of will it, you know, uh, develop into what I wanted to, and uh, my my vision for the company. You know, maybe even in the future, I have plans to, you know, I'm cracking on a bit now. <laughs> you know, even in the future, get certain players who are similar uh, thoughts to me and and the way I am um, to maybe come in and work in the company. You know, which will be good yeah. at the end of their careers. So it might be a player that's had lots of injuries. I might need somebody who I'm having players coming in with injuries and you've got more experience with that than me. 100%. Although I have just come back from a snap to Achilles, <laughs> by the way, so I know all of that. And that's another thing. I snapped me Achilles and all I wanted to do was cry. I've been <laughs> devastated. And you know what? Who can I ring to cry? Absolutely no one. There you go. Where's my number to ring? Where was somebody when I needed them to get through my Achilles because I was a total mess? I didn't want to ring my parents. I didn't want to ring my friends. So where's the number where I can ring and just cry, actually? I don't even need you to talk to me. I just want to cry. There you go, and you are that for and everyone that's else. that's why now I've got that in place. If you're injured and you just need to cry even, because you're so upset, because it's upsetting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, it's a shock as well. Um, so, yeah, to continue to work the business, to make it a success and to make an impact in people's lives oh. is really important to me. Uh, that's the, the ultimate and to get them and allow them to play to their full potential. And then when they end their career, they can look back with no regrets and know that they've done the best they can. And they've also not just worked on the physical game, but they've appreciated the importance of the mental side of the game. Yes. You know, which is the thought process, the beliefs, you know, and, you know, are they living their life um, aligned to their values? That's it. You know? I mean, how how can players find you and on your feet and find out more information about it? It's of course you've spoken so well about it on here, but how are people able to get hold of you? Sure, thank you. Um, I, they can go to the website. I have a website which you can go and check out a little bit more information on there. Yes, uh, it says a little bit more. Um, there's also a, a link there where you can book a call. Okay, uh, nice. with me. So if you just go fill that in, that will come straight to me. 
and I will arrange that. Nice. Um, the other thing is you can email me direct on your feet um, dot uh, on your feet fifty six. Um, let me get this right, actually. Um, <laughs> so we got it right. Yeah. Um, on your feet fifty six at gmail dot com nice. is the uh, email address. On your feet dot uk is the um, website. Nice. Where you can go check out. I'm also on, on Instagram and other social media platforms. And I also, Adam, will leave my number, my personal number with you okay. at the end of this. And then should anybody ever get in touch or Perfect. feel like that um, they want to know any more information, you can absolutely Yeah, I can them. sign post them to you. Can you can be 100%. the middleman. Uh, on the <laughs> 100%. And, and pass that over and uh, they can contact me then. Nice. Um, I do always give a free introduction uh, hour. Uh, nice. Where you can come for nothing, no pressure. Come and speak to me because it's important that we we get on. Yes. And uh, you like me, and I can work with you. Uh, you know, and we want the same things. And is it just football, or can it be all sports? At the moment, I am working uh, just with football. Yes. Uh, because that is my uh, specialty, if you like. That yes. is my niche. I know football. I understand football, and I know what footballs are like. Because uh, I, I still got that mentality of being one. <laughs> yes. Um, but um, yeah, I suppose uh, that my job can work with any sport. Actually. Okay, nice. Was a golfer, a cricketer, you know. And although I'm not going into that right now, um, you know, I may do in if we don't make it. But I'm still very positive of making it uh, with my footballers. Good. And I don't want to go off and work with. Uh, you know, a, a cricketer, um, let's say Freddie Flintoff. Yeah. You know, and then my Jack Grealish come and say, "I need you here." That's it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's first and foremost is football for me. So at the moment, I'm sticking just to football, and and I'm actually turning money down in order to do that. Yeah. So there are people from other sports saying, "Can I work with you?" And I'm going, "No." <laughs> because I'm for my football people. Nice. And the problem I've got is football people don't not not want me, but they don't know I'm around just yet. So it's just getting yeah. you noticed. And like I said, this is lovely to be on here because this is my first podcast, and there I've almost go. been a little bit disappointed that nobody's asked. <laughs> you know, because it's such an important message to get out there. Uh, I want you to to help others. You're not even helping me. You're helping yeah, yeah. other people and spread the word. That's what it needs, and so we're isn't it? Together. That's the thing, word of mouth is the yeah. most important thing and nowadays of course it has to be done through different yeah. senses of media I guess and this is the way, of course I asked you before we start recording this, have you been on one and that's the thing, I, I like to have rawness in the capacity as yeah. well as then I know that you'll talk and talk and talk and we'll get the true you out of it instead yeah, sure. of being media trained as Absolutely. we'll call it yeah, yeah, yeah. which which I like I mean I was gonna go on now and ask about kind of advice on what you'd give maybe to your younger self uh -huh. or maybe a younger player yeah and as well as if there's anything that you do differently so I call it kind of the reflective part at the end yeah yeah yes it's a great question. Again, I think the first thing that I should do is not wear the wrong trousers. <laughs> I think that's uh, the, the main thing that I should uh, tell my younger self. Uh, if you're given a tracksuit, wear you're it. With it. Yeah, wear it, even if nobody else is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I think um, the advice I would give to my uh, younger self is probably um, remember that eyes are always on you. <laughs> and I think sometimes we forget. Yes. And uh, even in our innocent little things, there's always people watching, always, in yes. all walks of life. 
you know, um, and just be aware of that, you know, be careful who you hang around with, you know, your environment. Yes. And, um, you know, if you're going to do something a bit cheeky, you know, not naughty, cheeky, <laughs> uh, then just be aware of it because, you know, uh, what's the saying? You know, what you do in the dark comes out in the light. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I've never heard that before, yeah. but now I like that. Yeah. So I'm a very wise woman. <laughs> uh, what you do in the dark comes out in the light. So I always cross my T's and dot the I's. Nice. So stick that in your pipe. Because <laughs> you're not going to come back at me. Because that's where I'm at. Nice. And leave no stone unturned. Which, uh, which of course, you're passing on to the people you're working with as well. And, I mean, yeah. everything that you do, I feel, links nicely together. It's not kind of yeah. something here, something there. It's kind of, you've come full circle in a sense. Right. You've kind of had the career, you've yeah. come away from it, and now you've been like, you turn, come Look back, and it's out. all... Yeah loop together which I like and I think push yourself to the limits I don't think I did but I didn't know yeah I this thought is I it. was but I obviously wasn't there's yeah. so much more I could have done uh, and if I'd have known that I would have yeah you know what I mean so I think you know did I even now to be honest do I push myself to the limits probably take my own advice not always you know no. go to the gym I won't always be out of breath <laughs> and that's what I'm saying we should like, if we're doing something we should push it where we can't breathe. Yeah, you know what 100%. I mean. We take it to our absolute limits. If we're going to do a job, let's do it properly. Because I probably did it a little bit, um, not half-heartedly, but there was more to give. Hundred percent. You know, so push yourself to the limits, and also, um, you know, seek to look up somebody like myself. Yeah. To you know, to who's there to help you and show you there are other options or other ways. That you can enhance and, and get better. No, I like that. No, that's a that's a good way. And I mean, you put the business across in an amazing way. And I mean, okay. people should check it out if they haven't. Brilliant. Um, kind of. I've got some quick fire questions for yeah, you. So it's just about kind of some football related. Some are just general. Um, so the first one is kind of. I think you touched on it already, mm -hmm. but footballing idol or your icon so if you could choose one person that you go yeah that's that's the person that I see when I think of a football player oh gosh that's uh, <laughs> um well I think at the minute it's got to be Haaland yeah you know without a doubt um, I love the fact that he's got a quality about him nice uh, and I think there was uh, recently they were all passing the, sh the tops into physio you know throwing them all out throwing them and Haaland walked over and placed it to him in his hand. Which shows... And that, to me, is... That's what I'm about. Yeah. It's just a little bit extra there, and that shows respect. 100%. And you're not throwing it. Have a bit of respect, and I might throw it at your coach. Yeah? Very or true. pass it to him, give it to him in his hand. Yeah. It's, it's just a respect thing at the end exactly. of the day, isn't it? Yeah. Um, who would you liken yourself to in the modern day's game? So you can choose striker or left. I probably would say Rachel Daly, in a way. Because she can do both. Yeah, because she can do both. She was a centre forward, she's a left back, and I'm loving her boots at the minute. Like green and white. Yeah. And I once had a Kawasaki, a Kawasaki motorbike uh, that were green and white. And uh, yeah, I had to get rid of that. It brought too many bad habits. Uh, but I love the green and white thing, you know. So, nice. Um, yeah, and uh, just, uh, like I said, her attitude, the way she approaches the game, uh, she's got that killer instinct about her, and I, I know she's a winner. And yes. I'm a winner. And winners no winners. There we are. No, that's fair. And I like it you've chosen someone that fits yeah. the mould of both positions. Yeah. You could have 
gone one of each, but now you pick there. And if there. we were to have a conversation again, you know, um, I can relate to anything and everything that she's saying and going through. Yeah. Well, hopefully you get that's to meet example. her at these England games yeah, that you're going to, yeah. to. Yeah. So that's a, that's a hope. Hopefully you can Absolutely. go into them games. Hopefully helps you Just connect with them. Just additional support, but yeah. you know, I know I can bring something different because I am different. Yes. I am. There's no two chantels or two chantels, <laughs> and we're not. And like I said, occasionally, you know, I won't lose my personality. And I think these days they do try and take it away a little bit. Yeah. It's hard to keep a personality because you can be controversial or. You might not agree with everybody or the, the, the norm, but 100%. I don't think that's wrong. You know, I think, you know, I, I think that if you do have an opinion, um, you know, I'm, I'm an old school person as well. So I just think that uh, if you've got something to say, you should be free to say it within reason, you know, yes. and uh, not everybody has to agree and that's fine. Yes. I don't have to agree with your opinion. Very you don't true. have to agree with me, but don't stop me having one. That because is it's true. a right. Yes. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to be throwing it everywhere neither. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. uh, but I think personality is really important. And I think we're rare breeds these days. And I won't stop laughing. And I won't stop having fun. And um, kind of being who I am. Because yeah. I think you can only be your authentic self. Very so true. occasionally that gets me into trouble. <laughs> you know? But only in a cheeky way. No, that's it. You know, only in a cheeky <laughs> way. Nothing bad. Nothing Good. bad. But to those rebels out there. That, that are a little bit got that cheeky smile on the face again I know where you're coming from <laughs> you know and it's just uh, you know maintaining and monitoring that we stay in that cheeky kind of vibe rather than taking it to another level you know 100% yeah, and staying focused nice um, is there one piece of football memorabilia that you have I know that you've got the yeah. cap and the shirt now but is there anything else no because no them you know, too I, I, that's the only thing I have and um, the shirt that I played in and that's the only thing I was always going to just have, I thought. But now they've come back, they've got the legacy cap. Yes. It's a lot to me. Uh, you know, I would have loved a, a cap from the game, actually, that said V Italy. Yeah. You know, like everybody else. But they just, I've got to be thankful. You know, <laughs> don't be ungrateful now, Shanta. Uh, they've got a legacy cap, 105. Uh, they've acknowledged I've played for England. Uh, I didn't need that, but I like it. Yes. That it's being acknowledged. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've acknowledged it myself. Yes. You know, um, I don't need to um, prove my truth, which is what the FA wanted me to do. <laughs> and I said I wasn't. I won't come. No, no, no. I just won't come then. But I can't, you know, I can only tell you I sang the national anthem and, I, and it happened. I didn't dream it, <laughs> you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad it's all been sorted out now. And, uh, you know, it looks really positive for the future, like I said, with the women's game coming so far yes. uh, forwards. Uh, it's viewed differently. You know, many years ago, we wouldn't tell anybody we even played. I wouldn't really? even tell anybody I played football. No. Never. That's mad, isn't it? How it's changed now. It's embarrassing. <laughs> and then the lads would go, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? You're just better off not saying anything. Just so, putting your head down and getting on with yeah, it. Yeah, but now it's almost like, I always feel a bit um, silly because, you know, we're not blowing our own trap. And it's hard for you to say, oh, hi, I'm Chantal, I'm an England international. I often speak to somebody, don't mention that. Yeah. You know, because I'm not used to it being viewed on as actually a really good thing now. It was more negative back there. True. Where now it's positive. You know, and so, you know, it's lovely that, that we're acknowledging women and they're getting recognised and the game is going to go huge even more. Yeah, you know, I agree. It's only going to get better. But, you know, we haven't got, you know, big 30-stone uh, women playing in the game now. You no. know, we've got athletes. 
they're athletes. Very you true. Know what I mean, they're absolutely primed, you know, and, you know, gone are them days when, you know, you did get some overweight players, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of. um, we're all in good shape now, and fine fettle, you know, <laughs> and we're showing the world what actually girls can do, and there's some great players out there, great players. It's, and I'm just finding my passion for it again. Yeah. yeah, it's coming back, and you know it's been a while since I've even gone to games because I just left. I was so sad, you know. What I mean, I yeah. Left the and it's now, um, you know, I'm going to England one on Friday. It's rare for me to go to games, but um, I'm just finding that I'm starting to get that little feeling again, <laughs> where a little buzz. That's good. Yeah, that's what you want. And the clients, like I said, when they do well, oh my god, it's just amazing. I'm just so happy for them. You know, and I'll be on, and I'll be watching some of them players, and I'll be like, oh. you know, um, <laughs> come on, because um, yeah, I want, I want what they want. No, that's good. So yeah, really, really excited about the future. Really excited for the women um, and the guys. You know what I mean as well. Uh, some really positive stuff happening in the game. Uh, but there are the downside is there are also a lot of people who are struggling with certain aspects of the career, of the journey. Yes. And I just encourage those people to either come in and speak to me just for a chat. Come and tell me what's been going on. It's conf it's confidential. And then we will determine whether we just need that one chat and you're okay or whether you should book in for a, one of my, my signature programmes. Mm, yeah. You know, which is just an eight-week course of having eight weeks um, looking and, and finding out who you are as a character and a person, you know, what works for you, what doesn't, what's your mindset like at the moment, you know, is it in the right place, is it where we need it to be, and, you know, what's happening with your performances, are you getting consistent performances, are you having just one in five, that's a good game, yes. you know what I mean, are you happy with where you're playing, you know, there's so much to discuss, I could talk football all year, <laughs> you know, but why they're not coming in as much as I'd like them to, I don't know. Because yeah. if I had me available, it's I would good. be biting my hand off. Because anybody who's working with me is going to have a, a more enhanced chance to either get in the first team or get nearer to playing for the country. Yeah. Because I'll make sure of it. Yeah, you're, you're going to drive them towards it, which yeah. is nice. If I have to pull them, I will. <laughs> go with them. <laughs> but yeah, but we'll get you there somewhere or we'll do our very best to do that. Nice. Yeah, and uh, the fact that you're smiling, you're happy... And we're happy to see each other is what we want, and we're building friendships as well. Oh, exactly, hundred you know, percent is. And that, like I said, that Doncaster Bells team that we won the treble with, and, and that I have, I see them at matches, and I tell you, it's a bond that will never die. You know, because we've shared that experience. Yes. You, you're just making memories. You know what I mean? And if we can get them into a team um, that's successful, and you live in the dream, why well, would that not be something that you would want as a footballer? This is it. But I'm also there to support you uh, with that fear of not being a footballer um, because I can help there as well because it's not the end of the world. No, 100% it yes, isn't. Yes, we're going to try and make it. Yes, we are. But when I actually discovered how many, uh, like I said, qualities you've got to your bow, you know, we're going to be uh, have too many options <laughs> to actually what we could go into. Yeah. You know, whether we stay in the game, coaching, physio, working as a mentor, you know, so many things. There is so many roles there. Yeah, that so it's not the end, but the, the fear cannot out, out, outgrow actually what we're trying to do. Yeah, I'd you agree. Know? And if I asked uh, my client yesterday, um, I asked one client who was younger, and he said, oh, the biggest fear is not being a footballer. Fine. And then I asked my older client uh, who I've been working with, you know, is that a fear of yours? And he said, no. 
because I fear him more because we've made him so secure in himself yeah that he's not bothered and one of my mottos is know thyself yes if you know yourself nobody else can touch you very true and I'm quite confident like that so I'm very much you can't get in yeah, yeah. and I always remember um, where I lived um, somebody accused me of nicking a pinching Mary's bib right <laughs> dustbin right and I didn't do it I didn't, right? And it were all news on the street two years ago. I said, oh, Shani, she's Nick Mary's bin, right? It was 90, Mary's 90. And I was like, oh, sorry. I said, I was like, I didn't pinch Mary's bin. Who said that? Let's say Nick had said, you know, pinch Mary's bin. So I thought to myself, well, what am I going to do now? Because everyone thinks I've pinched Mary's bin. Do I knock on every door on the street and tell her, listen, Ruth, you know I didn't pinch Mary's bin. <laughs> Do I do that? Or do I, because I actually thought this, or do I go, hang on a minute, I can't do that. I'm going to have to go, I know I didn't pinch Mary's bin. And all my friends know me, and they know I wouldn't pinch Mary's bin. <laughs> so I come to the conclusion, listen, think whatever, because my mates and my in people yeah. know I didn't. And I don't have to prove anything to anybody else who thinks because if you don't believe me, you're not a friend of mine anyway. No, no. Does that make sense? So that's just a good analogy uh, about opinions and somebody saying something that isn't true. You know, how did I deal with being accused of pinching Mary's bin? <laughs> well, I just thought, well, I didn't do it. I know I didn't do it because I asked myself the truth. Yeah. So it's uh, a lot of lies. Mm. And I know that my people will know me yes so I just didn't bother about that but you'd get another person who'd go I don't like that why has he said that and you know they're then going to go and talk to that person or go and knock on every door in the street you know what a waste of time it is a waste so know yourself you know <laughs> ask yourself the question if somebody accuses you of doing something ask yourself did you do it and if you didn't then fine if you did then you're going to have to own it yeah or you hold your hand up you say actually yeah, I did do it actually yeah I did you know and I've done that a few times you know which again has got me into trouble so they said have you done that so go, actually yeah I did <laughs> you know but you know and then you can do all that information with what you want no 100%. but being authentic is one of my uh, things uh, that I look to be and that's what you're getting out today Adam yeah no it's, 100% it's very, and because on your first podcast I'm probably quite raw no uh, I like that, that. Uh, you know um there's no filter, really. Yeah, I'm just telling you how it is. Um, and I'm not looking to uh, upset or offend or step on anybody's toes. Because in the game, all these people, the player care people and all that, are doing great jobs yeah. You know, in their, within their clubs. And like I said, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, you know, yeah. um, even England's. But just having that extra outlet, what harm can it be? Mm, in a world it. where mental health is massive. 100% I agree with that and I think you've conveyed it well today saying that you say oh it's raw and everything I still feel like you've hit the message home and hopefully people will get that brilliant no yeah. um yeah. of course just before we finish of course you mentioned about how people can find you do you yeah. want to just reel them off again just so people yeah. can remember it again thank you Adam um brilliant yeah absolutely um come and either um Come on to the website and go check that out because there's a little bit more information and uh, that is onyourfeet.uk. Yes. Okay, you can go find me there. Um, onyourfeet56 at gmail.com is my direct email. Uh, that will come through straight to me. Like I said, there's only me in the company, so it's not <laughs> like uh, you know there's a, 
another five of us, uh, and uh, Instagram and social media uh, networks, I'm on them as well, you can just look up on your feet, that should uh, bring you to me, and I will also leave my personal number yes, with you yourself, will. Adam, uh, so that if anybody rang in and said, oh, you know, that, that, that woman... That crazy <laughs> woman we were speaking to, Shani. I want a bit of her, you know, so can you send me her number? Uh, I've no problem with you passing that on. Nice. Um, and uh, you can find me all there, or ultimately just type in these days my name into Wikipedia. All and they'll come up. All my details and where a lift comes up and <laughs> all details, you know. I don't like bananas, everything, you know. <laughs> but don't, don't uh, believe everything you hear. Oh, you exactly, know? no. Go to the horse's mouth, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. But One. yeah, they're the places that uh, you can find me, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty pretty available. Perfect. And I mean, I'm going to put the links on as well, so if people Excellent. didn't catch it, it'll all be below when it comes out. Yeah. But no, thank you so much for coming on and giving us an insight into, of course, playing, yeah. as well as, of course, your company and what it actually is doing. And I hope, and I, I do believe that it's going to, strive on and push forward Brilliant. and hopefully more people will come out of the woodwork yeah, to, to gain help and kind of yeah. develop themselves yeah. but no it's yeah. been amazing thank it you for coming starts with a call up. doesn't it you know what I mean it starts with a click exactly and then people go from there so I just say what have you got to lose what have you got to lose if you want to improve and be a better footballer and a better person yes in life what have you got to lose than trying to come in for a couple of sessions and see if that can help. Because I, I believe, and even if it didn't, you've lost nothing. Very true. And it just amazes me that so many people that work so much on different things, uh, you know, the technical ability, the nutrition, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, technical, you know, all of that. But mental. They Where's don't, that? yeah, they don't really work on it. And I've been, and I love a chat. You know, I've had a few, yeah, we've all had probably a bit of counselling in the past for various reasons. And there was this one woman, and every week I'd have her, you know, go in and she'd say, how are you today? I'd say, gosh, Sarah, I can't tell you about what happened last Tuesday. You know, we're at market, it was nothing to do, I just love to chat. Yeah. And then I'd go in next day and I'd say, oh, Sarah, God, well, this week we're even busier. And then it'd come to one week and she'd go, we're out of time, we're out of time. And I'm like, probably I haven't told you about this yet. <laughs> you know, and then the next Thursday I'd go and she'd say, you do realise that this is our last session. And I said, well, who am I going to talk to, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, there's not a lot wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't need to be. That's the point. No, it's just having just that outlet. to come in, actually. Yeah. And offload and get everything off my shoulders and off my chest that had happened that week or anything that bothered or worried me. Yeah. And she didn't really tell me a lot, but she just listened to me. That's what you need, though. But the other thing you get off me is a bit of feedback. <laughs> Whereas if you've ever talked to somebody, a counsellor, they listen and they're great. Yeah. But you don't really get no, you're like waiting for something to come back off them. 100%. And they're like, oh, well, what do you think you should do about that then? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yes, I'll be saying that, but I'll be go giving you a few options as well. Well, we could either do that, we could do this. Would you think that'd work? You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so I love to just come in for a chat, even though there's nothing wrong, but I'm still working on my mental ability, because I'm talking about mental things, talking yes. about my mind, how my mind's worked that week, how somebody has annoyed me, you know what I mean, yeah. and upset me, and actually when they've turned it round, it's me who's upset them, <laughs> <laughs> and by talking it out, we've found that we've looked at a different angle, and actually I've been pulled in a few times to say actually that's not correct, No. Oh. <laughs> it's good for me. 
Yeah, it helps you out. Absolutely. So, like I said, the the message is you don't have to have a reason for coming in. You know, if you like football and you've got that football mind and mindset, you will love talking to me. Yes. And we build from there, uh, depending on who you are. Every client is different. And the course, the signature course, is a bespoke course made individually. Yeah. It's not one course. No, that's So I do eight sessions... After speaking to you now, I'm going to take this session out and pl- replace it to something else that's relevant for you. That's good. So no one uh, signature program is the same. No, that's good. It's 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 designed uh, for your needs. Yeah. Not mine. So yeah, very excited about the future, Adam. And like I said, I thank you again for having me on no, the podcast. You're welcome. And if that leads us to network and you know uh, engage with other people like-minded then that's what we want, isn't it? Exactly. And obviously your podcast will hopefully do really well in the future as well. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you for coming on. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of Peaking Into Success podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've listened to today and would like to listen to more, go and check out the previous episodes on our channels and make sure you follow the page as well to keep up to date with the new exciting episodes that we've got upcoming for the rest of the year.